the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Christy Stratton, accredited divorce coach. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is here to be your go-to educational, informational, and inspirational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. Her guest will bring you important insight and information, helping you make better decisions through and beyond the process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, all giving you hope and reassurance that you'll be okay. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton starts now. And here's your host, Christy Stratton. Hello and welcome everyone to the Divorce Coaching Hour. If this is the first time you are joining us, a very special welcome to you. And if you are back again with us this week, welcome back. Friends, each week, I like to remind those listening that this show is for those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and also for friends and family of those divorcing, because it can be a, a, a really overwhelming life event for absolutely everyone involved. We're not here to coach you to get a divorce, and I like to remind you of that as well, or give you legal advice. What we are here to do is walk the path with you no matter where it may lead. My guests and I are here to help you make better decisions in this time and beyond to provide you information and resources to give you ideas about how to be your best self in a time that can bring out your worst and to give you hope. And that's our continued intent with this short series we're in right now about moving forward through divorce, moving forward, keywords, moving forward. During the last three weeks, we first talked to two ladies and then a gentleman that kind of sounds like a movie, doesn't it? Or wasn't that like three, two babies and a man, two men and a baby, something like that, two ladies and a gentleman. And we heard about their stories and how they have moved forward in powerful ways through divorce. And this week we talked to another gentleman about his story of divorce and how he moved through it and beyond. Mr. Scott Peacock joins us this week. Scott has joined us on the show before and I'm so excited he's back. It's been a while and he is here in studio with us. Scott is a multi-credentialed and licensed professional counselor and we will learn about his work and also hear what led him to the work he does today. Along the way we'll hear about how he moved forward through divorce. Scott, welcome back. Thank you. It's so great to get out of the office and be here in person <laughs> as know. things opened up. Yeah. yeah, it really is. And, you know, interestingly enough, I didn't realize how isolated I felt. And last week I went to a National Association of Divorce Professionals networking event. And, I, you know, I'd I've done a lot of networking throughout my career and you can get a little tired of it. And then we, then it went away and 
you know, we were we were kind of sequestered, <laughs> not kind of, we were. And then now we're getting back. But it's weird. I didn't really realize how isolated I felt. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have been going through that. Uh, at the beginning of the year, as things began to open up a little bit. Um, I even noticed within myself, and I had been going up to the office and giving my clients the option of coming up there, right. masked if necessary. But um, I, I went through these little waves of, um, okay, we're opening up and then, and then a lot of anxiety. And I, I've been the one, one of the ones beating the drum for a long time that, <laughs> Hey, you know, people don't do well in isolation. Yeah. And then as that was changing, it, it, it kind of scared me. Right. And I had a lot of my clients told me they felt the same too. I, I remember about three days over a course of months having these little mini panic attacks. Yeah. yeah. So I think we're reacclimating to the way things were before. Um, but, They'll never be exactly the same. Thank you. Uh, yes. Good. I hate yes. that word, the new normal. The new normal. It's just new. It's new. It's different. And but difference not bad. Difference good. I always say when my clients say the word normal, I say, oh, you said the N word. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say normal. I mean, that's a very subjective thing. Yeah, and, right. Um, you know, we have to adapt. And humans are very adaptable. And that is a great jumping off place. So thank you for that. As we were talking about the reality of our worlds and the reality is that, you know, if you talk to anyone, uh, probably 100 percent of people that you talk to either have been through a divorce or know someone who has gone through a divorce. Their life has been touched in some way, shape or form. And what we're here talking about is really that word. How do we adapt to this life change? Just like the pandemic, just like a death, just like anything like that. How do we adapt, but how do we move forward? And so what we've been doing over the last couple of weeks is talking to people about their story. And and first and foremost, I want to say, you know, thank you to you. Thank you to those two ladies and a gentleman, the movie sounding thing, um, <laughs> that uh, they're courageous enough to come in and share that story. Now, we don't want to go harken back into the details and, and we can find ourselves there sometimes. And as a divorce coach, I don't really want you staying stuck in that because it actually does something you can tell us about that it does some things to your brain right but we want to hear just a little bit about it give us some context and bring us forward quickly how did you move forward how did you adapt uh with you know you you're you going through divorce well, I have to correct you. I went through divorces. Well, I didn't want to say that. I wanted you to say that. <laughs> well, you yeah. know, I, okay. And so it's okay. I, I'm I'm married to uh, a wonderful woman now, yes. and we celebrated 19 years of marriage in um, in uh, April. Happy anniversary! Thank you. And I told her also recently. Well, at that dinner, I said, "Look, uh, the, the dinner the night of, I said, uh, my goal is to be married to you for at least 50 years. So I'm 51 now. That means I've got to make it to 80, uh, 82 at least. So, you know, that gives me some meaning and motivation. But, you know, and I'll get back to that in a second, meaning and motivation. But uh, for me, I, like I said, I'm not going to go into gory details, but I was married twice, uh, once straight out of college to my college sweetheart. And then once after that uh, marriage ended in uh, 1996, then I, I met somebody in 1999, and we were married for nine months. And I really rushed into that relationship. I just feel like, you know, hey, I wanted to be married. Um, I wanted this, and I tried to fit a square peg in a round hole. Yeah, we can do that, can't we? Right. And so you have to meet the right person, and you can't force it. It has to has to come. But so we'll fast forward to, um, you know, when each of these happened. The, the first time— um, it wasn't my decision initially. 
So I, I was devastated. Right. And I went into a depression, I would say, for about a year. And I had a great job of one of the energy companies here in Houston. My job performance sank. I was always a highly rated employee, mm-hmm. and it it just hit rock bottom where I was I was warned, right, um, to the point where I left and went to another company to start over. But um, it it really upends your life, and so with any change, at some point you have to make four decisions. Um, Marsha Linehan, the founder of DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy, says you can either uh, change the way you think about it, you can accept it, you can uh, fix it, or stay miserable. Hmm. And I think a lot of us or people around us would say, you know, you're, you know, this is going on and on. There's an appropriate period of mourning over right. this. Uh, but look, you know, you need to get on with your life. Um, that's really difficult. And it, there, there's we have people to guide us. We have therapists, coaches, spiritual uh, advisors, but um, sometimes we're just not ready, and you have to become ready, right, to move forward and and make that conscious decision. And so eventually, I did, and um, but I I don't think I was completely ready to to remarry, and I, I did remarry a few years later, <clears throat> and that was a disaster. So. When things changed is when I surrendered mm. and I said, I said to my, my God, my higher power, I said, this isn't working. Right. Put her in my way on your timing. And if it's aligned with your will. Right. And so just that act of surrender allowed me to not try to force something. Right. And then it was very strange. Uh, you know, do, 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 do. Um, <laughs> a few months later, the woman I'm now married to now it came into my life and um our life is fantastic now it you know every couple has their ups and downs but right um i'm just i feel so blessed to be where i'm at now and would i go through that again to get here today i can honestly say yes i say that often i'm like maybe a little bit shorter period of time but i would do it the exact same way to be where i am today and and my relationship with jesus christ and and no matter what's going on uh the the person I am today, the growth that I've come through there. And that's what I heard, you know, yeah, fact of the matter, it's tough. I mean, whether you're the deciding factor of the divorce um, or you, you're blindsided by it, it's tough. And we have to take that moment, whatever that moment is. But what we, we've talked about a pothole before, the deep, dark hole that we can get stuck in and we never crawl out of. And we, we have to, you know, like you're saying here, these four decisions, Okay, well, I can make the choice of staying miserable and staying down and some there. Some people do. Some people do, and and it, that that's a sad thing that they do because there's so many people out there that can um, help them, um, and and we're not going to stay there in that place because we are talking about moving forward. Uh, but we can fix things. One of the things, not living in the blame world, but turning the mirror on us and saying, okay, what do I need to fix within myself? Mm-hmm. And then moving forward, accepting it. I mean, that's where suffering comes in, not accepting it. And then what can I do to change? And that's what we talk a lot about on this show. And I know it could be hard to hear sometimes the possibilities and opportunities that can come from uh, this life change, it, you don't want to hear it at the beginning, but if we can move to that, the growth, and I just heard you say that, mm-hmm. I would do it all again to be where I am today. 
So you said uh, real quickly the, um, I'm going to find my notes here, meaning and motivation. Tell us about that quickly. Well, yeah. Um, what is your motivation to get out of that space? Right. And like I said, you know, appropriate period of mourning, you will go for the grief. Right. Um, you and you are, need to. You will lose some, you're losing something that um, you once thought you had. Right. Uh, I, I, I've told people before that it, it's like, you know, your arm's getting removed. You're having your arm amputated. Something's right. missing. Yeah. And you profoundly notice it. But um, you, what is what is the motivation to go forward? I mean, you can collapse. You can stay miserable. You can sink into addiction and alcoholism or any other number of other things to numb this. Or um, you can try to make meaning out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, recycle it. Um, I've said on your show many times before, I think God's a great recycler. It's like, right. okay, we cannot change this. We cannot go backwards in time. Um, now what can I do with it? But it, it takes that appropriate period of mourning before you can get there. That suffering and, uh, you know, somebody who rushes through that, I, I think they're setting themselves up for failure. You have to allow yourself that time. And then once you're in that place, then with the acceptance, it's like, putting a rock you're holding down. Yeah. If you're holding a big rock, you metaphorically can't do anything with your hands. You can't create the life you want. You can't live the life you feel like you're called to be. Right. Because this is eating up all your time and energy and resources. Yeah. So, um, again, it's not like, you know, magical thinking, hey, just get over it. You no, didn't, you've you didn't need it. her. And and move on. Yeah, and we, uh, that you've got to go through the process, and mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about here, folks. We're here with Scott Peacock. He is a counselor here in the Houston area, works with people who are moving on, and that's what we're talking about, moving forward through divorce. So you guys stay tuned. Come on back and hear more. Achieving the best outcome in divorce can be extremely tough when alcohol abuse is part of the process, especially around co-parenting. But there's help with remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to prove their sobriety. Soberlink uses real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection to ensure accurate and reliable results. With Soberlink, you can be confident that your kids are with a sober parent. For an exclusive $50 off your device and to download a Technologies to Help with Divorce resource guide that I developed with Soberlink, visit Soberlink.com backslash DCH. If you've gone through or are going through divorce, you know it can leave you in a dark financial hole, feeling very confused and afraid. But there's hope. Her Sherman is a financial coach and works with those navigating the financial decisions of divorce. Whether it's eliminating debt or creating your financial wellness, you want Hirsch on your team. Hirsch's easy process helps you see the reality of your financial situation and make better decisions. Stop the suffering and get out of that financial black hole. Contact Hirsch today. Go to lifecycle.financial. That's lifecycle.financial. You'll be so grateful you did. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. In divorce, real estate is one of the largest assets of the marital estate, and it must be considered carefully. You'll want a specialist in divorce real estate to help you do that. You'll want the Gifford Group to help you uncover the unknowns and make informed decisions throughout the process. 
The professionals at the Gifford Group will help you get the facts, which will help remove the fear that can run high through the process, and you'll make better decisions. Get the facts and remove the fear. Contact the Gifford Group today at thegiffordgroup.net. There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. We're back, the Divorce Coaching Hour, and we're talking about moving forward through divorce. And I'm so excited. Mr. Scott Peacock is back with us in the studio. And I know you guys keep hearing me say that each week now that we've moved beyond the pandemic, but I'm just so happy to have a a person here in addition to our wonderful producer, Mike, but somebody here talking to me across the microphones in person just changes things a little bit, which I'm, you know, grateful for the phone. And we've been for the last year talking to people around the country on the phone. But it's really nice to see you here eyes to eyes, person to person and talking about something that's it's it's important. It may not be the thing that we want to talk about often divorce. Right. Uh, but we've got to talk about it to move forward through it. And we were talking about that in the uh, first segment. We were talking about how Scott moved forward and how others can by making meaning of what you've gone through. And so um, it sounds like you did that, Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I'm just wondering about, what did you think you did well through that process? Well, in the beginning, if it didn't start off well, I just kind <clears> of <throat> got myself, you know, went inward. Right. And we have to get out of ourselves, um, we have to make some meaning by, you know, if suddenly you got a lot of time, time in your hands, you're divorced. <laughs> uh, yeah. And at the time, I, I did not have children with either of my first okay. two spouses. I do with my current. But um, I had some friends that really pulled me out of my shell. Um, at the time, I was singing quite a bit. Uh, okay. I, I played trombone in high school, and I'm that's a tenor right. in the choir. Yes. I was in the marching band. You were in the drill yes. team. Yeah, uh, that's what, one cr- other thing little that we have to say. Scott and I went to high school together, so yeah, that's we nice. did. We, were, we graduated <laughs> the same year, same night. Anyway, um, so I I was I joined a, an opera company here in Houston oh, just because wow. I like to sing, and they, we've traveled internationally and done some really great things. That's fun. Yeah. And eventually it led to me meeting my current wife. <laughs> so I'm glad <laughs> I joined. But um, they, they said, come on, try out. It's like you're going through a divorce this summer. Just just come do this. You know, I don't do it. So I went and did it. And then suddenly I had this massive new circle of friends and we had a blast. So that really helped me. So one of the things I did right was um, I, I was somewhat willing to have people force me to do some things. Right. And I've been reading uh, Jordan B. Peterson's book, uh, 12 Rules for Life. And one of them is surround yourself with people who want the best for you. Mm. And that is something uh, Peterson quantified that for me in the last few years in his book. But I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I did that. Yeah, I, makes sense. I did not stay around negative people. And I sought out, once I had that catalyst of being involved in that group, 
you know, it's just for the summer. Pulled you forward. And I think you even used those words, pulled you forward and you allowed it. And so I, I can see that uh, how important that is. But some, the opposite of that could be right. friends that pull you backwards. Right. So, um, and in a divorce, you know, if you had a circle of friends as a couple, some of them, yeah. it's it's not written in the settlement. I've never, <laughs> I've not, never heard it? of it being done that way. Well, it could be. Maybe, but... <laughs> perhaps. I'm sure everything's happened at least once. Uh, but, uh, you know, some of your friends are going to take sides. And some, Oftentimes. I mean, you really find out who your friends are. Yeah, you do. And mm-hmm. my inner circle that was there for me then is still my inner circle today. That's wonderful. All these years later, 25 years later. So, um, yeah, but I, it ended up with this group that I, I looked like, okay, well, let's do it again next summer, and we're going to go to Europe. Well, and, speaking of hope, which yeah. is what we're intending this second, this series and the show to do is to give people hope. So, I, I, folks, I hope that you're hearing out there what Scott did that was right is that, one, he was... He was a little open to trusted friends who pulled him forward, and he got involved with a new group of friends that were adding to his life. And you said, you know, new circle of friends, fun, and you're like, hey, what's going on next year? Let's do this again. And there was hope versus focusing backwards. Right. And I had something to look forward to. Yeah. So many times in my practice, um, let's take the divorce thing off the table, but somebody comes in and they're depressed. Um I'm like, what do you have to look forward to? What, what what do you got going on in your future? Nothing. They're kind of doing the um, the uh, life of quiet desperation thing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, you need to find purpose and meaning, and you need to set some goals and have something you want to work toward. What are you interested in? Oh, uh, this, you know, subject, um, you know, cycling. All right, what about the MS-150? And then there's a lot of excuses. Right. Uh, y- you know, it, so... In essence, I, I refer to myself now many times as Scott 2.0. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> right? And uh, 1.0 to 2.0 Different was... Different vib- vibrational frequency, it sounds completely. like. Completely. And you know what I'm hearing in there, and I'm just... This is going to be a really great discussion because I'm kind of going through that right now, hearkening back to this isolation thing mm-hmm. that I'm realizing... You use the word desperation, life of quiet desperation. And sometimes we may not even know that we're there. And so what happens is when we're kind of stuck in that place, not even really maybe even aware of it, you use the word quiet, um, then we we become desperate. And nobody wants to be around that, mm-hmm. right? And so we have to act. And I think right there what you said, something to look forward to is we can begin to look for that, ask people about that look for positive opportunities. And and one of the things that I referenced earlier, this National Association of Divorce Professionals, um, if I look at, again, divorce off the table, pre-COVID, I was involved in some networking groups and I'd kind of gotten to a place of not moving forward there. And then COVID happened and a lot of things shifted for a lot of people, myself included, uh, for me to work with clients, I've got to be out there and speaking to people and things like that. Well, we didn't do that, did we, mm. for like a year. And so it was kind of this life of quiet desperation to where there was really only about one person in my life. I didn't have church. And I was, you know, I'm coming out of it now going to this networking event last week, realizing I need people. I'm an introvert, but I need people. Right. And it comes down to this. Um, you know, when a baby's born, if the baby's not held, it will die. 
Mm. It's called failure to thrive. Wow. Okay. And that continues on our whole life, does it not? Yes. So um, we're we're not going to, as as adults, we're not going to die, but we're we're going to you know decay and and yeah. and, and and you know step backwards. And so, uh, you know, people being around, able to be around each other, uh, whether it's through the divorce or coming out of COVID, it's we're we're moving towards thriving. And it may not feel that way. And it's it. The other thing, when you go through a divorce, is it's so hard to see your frame of reference becomes very close to where you're at now. Right. It's like we have to look beyond daily that. or a week, a couple it of does. weeks. Yeah. You can't. I, I'm not even thinking about next year. No, yeah, I remember know, the I first hear, week yeah, yeah. that we split. I've said this many times on the show. I was sitting at my. I'm on the couch in my counselor's office every single morning for the first couple of weeks. I couldn't function. Right. Because I was so blindsided. So on this side, and being willing to understand that, um, you know, over time, as you're healing, as part of your healing process, that your your vision expands. And like right now, I have business consultants I work with who help me, and um, we're working on one, five, and 25-year visions. Right. Now, somebody, you give that exercise to somebody who's, you know, just going through a divorce, I mean, that's hard. That's really hard to do, and it it may not be very clear the answers to that exercise. What would you tell them to do? Um, I would tell them to look at, uh, like, what do you want to do in the next year? And then what do you want to do now that you couldn't do before? What's possible? Right. So, I mean, for instance, um, I went skydiving. I'm not not advocating (laughs) for that. And I don't like heights. we're, We're up in a... 12-story building right now. I'm fine with that. I'm fine in an airplane, but, uh, you know, up on my roof, I get vertigo. Yeah. But I, a friend invited me and said she had a Groupon, and I was like, okay. And so we went, and I did a tandem skydive. Wow. And, uh, you know, I, I'm showed, I showed it to my now current wife, and she's like, that's wonderful. I'm glad you had the experience. Now, for insurance purposes, never do that never again. Never do that again, right? <laughs> now we have kids. Never do that again. No. But, but um, you know, I also sat down, and I made a list of things I wanted to do. That, um, you know, just wild things. Um, you know, I, I achieved one recently that I'd had on that list. When I was a kid, I was in a French class in a private school I went to in Mississippi, and I saw a picture of uh, Napoleon's tomb. I thought that was really interesting. Well, 2019, my wife and my kids, we went to Paris, and uh, I got a picture of me standing in front of Napoleon's you tomb. You saw the things that you And that was to... really cool. I, it made me think back to being in the second grade. Yeah. And um, I had a really wonderful moment there. So, you know. So what's possible? What's possible? And so we've been talking about what Scott did right through divorce to move forward. And, and folks, it doesn't just apply to divorce. It's any sort of crisis or life change. And, and so looking for something, even if it's a week, even if it's a, a quarter, even if it's a year in advance, plan something, look forward to something, mm-hmm. get out that piece of paper, write down uh, what is possible. There's nothing in this world that says you can't do that. Doesn't mean it has to come to pass, right? But then you're getting it. Where are you getting Scott's a licensed uh, counselor. So where are you getting in your in your mind when you go into that white space and what's possible? I sit and listen. Um, you know, sometimes I'll pray. I pray for guidance. And then I also, um, I just, I call it free range mind. I just let my mind run. Yeah. Like on Saturday afternoons, I give myself about three hours. And if I want to futz around on the internet and look for ideas and, and interesting things, then I do that. It expands your mind, doesn't and, it? Yeah, actually, yeah. And so you may find, you know, well, I'm running down a rabbit trail. I'm wasting time. No, uh, just notice some of the things that you see out there and discover. I love that word, notice. It's not judge. Not it's judge. notice. It's notice. You say, no, that's stupid. 
Uh, well, then you're absolutely right. That possibility is shut down as long right. as you hold that attitude. Yay. We get what we focus on. And folks, that's what we're, what we are focusing on here is moving forward through divorce, learning from others, how they moved forward, what they did was what was right. When we can also learn, you know, what maybe we could have done better. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking to Scott Peacock. He's a licensed professional counselor here in the Houston area, but he's also been through divorce. And so we can learn from others. Plus, we want you to learn from us. We don't want you to go through what we went through. So you guys come on back. You'll want to hear what we have to say. Here's today's two-minute tip. We continue with the second powerful people practice today. But first, I have a question. What are you creating with your communication? A while back, I spoke to a group of real estate agents about social media use in their business. The intent of my talk was to help them understand that there's more to social media than posting homes for sale, open house details, or just talk about themselves. It requires being social. Google the word social and you'll see that it requires more than one person. It requires thinking about others, what they want, and how you can help them get it. The same thinking applies to social media, yet many postings are far from this and that's not social. So how does this talk apply to the second powerful people practice featured in today's two-minute tip and divorce for that matter? The answer is in the question I started with and I will end with. The second powerful people practice is this. We work together to create positive and long-lasting prosperity. What's the key word in this sentence? Together. Together equals social. You plus me equals social. More than just one person. The other key word is positive. Back to the agents. When I ask them, what makes communication, no matter the medium, good or bad, their answers confirm my suspicion about communication. It's the positive in any communication that's good and the negative that's not. Pretty simple, right? Maybe so until you think about the answers to these questions. What sort of communication do you receive, good or bad? How often do you see others on social media or in email spew anger, hate, judgment, self-promotion, dirty laundry, and worse? Positivity creates positivity, and added to the equation I mentioned earlier, it creates prosperity for all. We work together to create positive and long-lasting prosperity. And even if you are in the midst of a divorce, you can make the choice now to communicate for the prosperity of all involved. And so that question again, what are you creating with your communication? Want to know more about positive communication? Reach out to me. Email me at Christy at ChristyStratton.com. And also keep listening each week for another two-minute tip, all to support you or someone you know who is facing or moving through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. Folks, we're back, the Divorce Coaching Hour, and we're talking to Scott Peacock. He's joining me here in the studio, and we are talking about moving forward through divorce. And folks, I want you to really hear that. It's very important that we're talking about moving forward. It doesn't mean that you're moving forward at lightning speed, whatever that is. Um, (laughs) It doesn't mean um, that you're just click and over, it's done. We want to acknowledge you know, Scott and I've both been there. Uh, many people have been there through whether, whether it's a divorce or a life crisis, anything like that. Um, you you got to stop and feel the feelings, deal with the pain, because if not, you're repressing them. You're not moving forward. They're going to come out in some other way. Right. Uh, but there are things that we can do to move forward, to keep moving forward. And in the the um, uh, segment earlier, we, we spoke to this and we spoke to look for something, uh, look forward to something, um, you know, find new friends, but a good circle of new friends, like-minded individuals, uh, allow, allow them to pull you forward. 
don't allow people to pull you backwards, which is easy to do, list what's possible. And and what we're talking about there is, I'm going to go ahead and steal it because Scott said it in the break. Why not? Yes. Right. Why not? Yes. You tell us what that means. Why not? Yes. I want to go back a little to what Henry Ford said. He said, whether you say you can or you can't, can't you're right. right. Exactly. I, I, that's one of my favorite quotations. But, um, you know, also with parents, with their kids, ask them something. Um, I say, all right, what you need to ask yourself, if your immediate reaction is no to everything, there's a problem. And this is tearing apart your relationship with your child. But why not? Yes. And that can help you clarify the no. Mm. If uh, if there's a legitimate no. So I've pulled that over into, uh, you know, working with my clients and adults. Um, why not? Yes. And then I hear them come up with a lot of excuses and then I repeat them back. I'm saying, what did you think when I said that? What, um, I mean, how'd you feel if I, I sat here and said, oh yeah, here's this goal I had, but here's all the reason I, reasons I can't. Yeah. And so why not? Yes. Gives you a lot of clarification. And if you write those, those no's down, then you see and, and look at it and think about it. Well, two of the three of those really, they're irrelevant. They're, they're just not true. So here getting out of your head and looking at it in the black and white oh, yeah. can help even. Right. And then willingness, I mean, willingness to go out and attempt something. I mean, I, like I, skydiving, skydiving <laughs> or, or 10 years, you know, after my divorces, I, I went to therapy and they asked me, what, what, what would you want to do if you could do anything? And I said, I think I want to do what you're doing. And, and, and fast forward, what I are am. you doing? Here you are. <laughs> I'm sitting here right now on a radio show talking about it. Yeah. So, um, y- yeah, y- y- you just, I, and the thing is I held on to that dream. Mm. All right. And yeah, it was a tall order. Uh, not working for two and a half years, <laughs> going, right, into, going, to the... going into student loans. Yeah. But I had a very supportive spouse and she supported my dream. And uh, so it happened. And so if you're willing and open and in, in the intermediary time there, I, I went and took some refresher college courses or, or some. And you ran some marathons. Ran some marathons. I, I you know, after you do something you, you think you can never do. There's not much that comes up after that that you say you can't do. Now, I'm not running marathons anymore because I want to save my knees and back for the long haul. But you did Because I want to be married to my wife for 50 years and (laughs) and be able to, you know, walk around with her. So, um, yeah, it's really digging into those no's. Like, no, I can't. And it's like, you can't or, uh, you know, willingness. Okay, I'm willing to take a run at it. And if I fail, well, I'm going to learn something. At least something. I tried. And I tried. I learned something. Yeah. And then I learned, you know, okay, yeah, that door is definitely closed. That's not what I want. So we've talked a lot about the the possibilities and even getting to know, understanding that no through what is, you know, why not say yes. You're learning about yourself. You're growing. You're moving forward through the process. You're becoming a better person for your next partner if that is the will of God for you. Now, don't want to be Debbie Downer here, but what would you have done better, Scott? Um, I think in moments where I needed help, I would have reached out for professional help sooner um, because you have somebody that, you know, now I know I do this. I I see 25 to 30 people a week and, you know, developed a skill and I've, I've, I've heard 
I, well, one time I said, I, I think I've heard everything now. And then God corrected me in a very <laughs> egregious way. Careful when way. you say that. Um, I'll, I'll just say, you know, they've heard a lot of things and they have a lot of wisdom. And you can get to that wisdom faster if you've got somebody to guide you. You know, interesting. There's been a couple things. Um, well, no, not a couple things. If I'm remembering, I'd have to look at my notes. But through this entire series, when I've asked that question, I think now three out of the four people who I interviewed said that exact same thing. I would have gotten professional help sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, definitely two out of the four. And I think if I'm thinking correctly, if I'm remembering correctly, rather, uh, it was the the two gentlemen of the four people. The other thing I heard in there is what would they do? What did they do right um, two of the four said they focused on the kids. Hmm. So meaning getting outside of themselves and focusing on the kids. Um, but hearing that professional help sooner and whether it's a, a professional counselor like yourself or a divorce coach, I think you said something that was really key there, Scott, is we have the wisdom with inside, but it's in getting it out there and somebody else hearing it. But I think what people don't understand too, when we in fact even hear it, it goes in through a different filter in our brain, and we're like, aha, well, I always knew the answer, right? Right. It's it's funny how you get a lot of validation post-mortem yeah. for what, well, I knew that. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had to have people who care about me at times during this career say, you know, look, uh, you know, you have a blind spot right now. Right. And uh, may want to go talk to somebody, or you, you seem like you're getting burnt out. Um, so... I didn't always listen. I did have that group around me, but I didn't always listen when they were reaching out and trying to help me. Um, I just, I, I took the attitude at times of, I just want to be here in my sorrow, in my pit. Um, but eventually you get tired of that. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, I, I think it also depends, you know, if you have an abundance or a scarcity mentality. Um, right. So I've always had an abundance mentality, but it was severely dented during this time yeah but um you you know it's a fire you've got to walk through you can't go under it over it around it you gotta walk you must walk through it but it can make you stronger now i always caution people i say well i don't recommend you go through this as like a personal enrichment exercise yeah don't just like hey i'm gonna step off into divorce so i can grow (laughs) it's like this is inevitable and it's happened and at least one of the parties is not cooperating with trying to salvage or uh, rebuild or renew. But only can, only you can change yourself. You can't change anyone right. else and walk through that fire. I think about when I hear hear that from whether a song or somebody says it, if you look at that story of Daniel mm. in the book of Daniel in the Bible and how, uh, I, I never say their names right, Shadrach, Meshach, Meshach and Abednego. Abednego. Did I say it all right? Yes, you did. <laughs> that they were thrown into that fiery furnace, but there was all of a sudden four people and, and, and there was a God with them and, and Jesus was with them and, and might've been Jesus. It might've been God. I can't remember. I think that's the, in the old Testament. So <laughs> I think it's intentionally vague. I think, yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's part of the mystery and you know, that's a wonderful thing. And, and then you realize that he is with you in that fire, but also you said something with going to friends Going to friends may not always be the case to hear that blindside, but that objective third party with a pro- getting professional help sooner, right. it's a lot 
safer in some sense to get that sounding board well, going. Well, sometimes, okay, so let's stay biblical. Book of Job. So terrible things yeah. happen to Job. He goes, sits on the, the, the dung heap, and um, he's, his friends show up, and they do the right thing in the beginning, which is they close their mouths. They, yeah. And they're just present. But then, you know, people hate silence. It's very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. They, they actually taught us how to use that in the therapy section. I, in I were our, taught in that training. in coaching as well. Yeah, yeah. Sit there, just be quiet. And then it's amazing what somebody will say. But um, so here, if you have people around you that are, are like Job's friends that, you know, they meant well, and then they, they just go off and you get a lot of bad counsel. Yeah. Um, and so... And then the, the the other part of that narrative is you don't understand the whole picture. Right. And God's picture, God's will. God, that's really hard to hear when you're down in that pit, when you're in pain. And one of the worst things somebody can say to you when you're in this type of pain is, well, you know, it's God's will. Yeah. No. I, and um, Or you should. Right. Or the shoulds. Uh, don't should all, <laughs> all over, over yourself. yourself. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So. It's it's just so hard, and you're going to make you're going to look back and say, "I wish I'd done a lot of things differently," um, and that's okay. It's okay. It's okay because what you're still moving forward. You're still moving forward, and that's the most important thing is to keep moving. And I think you can move forward faster with that objective third party, whether it's a counselor or a coach, uh, even for a short engagement. You know, a lot of people in this world, and I won't get on the soapbox, just go to like medication and all of that, and they don't couple it with counseling, and it's not going to do a thing for you at all. Right. I mean, it it will do a little thing, but you're not going to be growing through it. You're just going to be medicating it. And then other people, and myself included, I had a spell in there where I self-medicated. Right. Yeah. I was amateur pharmacologist with alcohol. Right. And um, I had a painful day. I would numb myself with that. Yeah. And that wasn't effective either. But, right. you know, now I know that. But I wish I'd known what I know now. Yeah. Well, and we often say that. But, and all we can do is move forward. And, folks, I hope that's what you're hearing and here. Hope in this, that there are things that we've, we can learn that we did well. Um, uh, things that we didn't do so well, wish we had done better. But we can keep moving forward. And you get to that place where, hey, I often say this. I wouldn't be a divorce coach if I hadn't gone through a divorce. And you can keep, keep putting one foot in front of the other. Sometimes it's two steps back. Sometimes it's three steps forward. But that's what we're here to do with you is to walk that path with you. So when we come back, we'll get final thoughts from Scott Peacock. Friends, I'm so glad that you're listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour. And there's something I want you to know. I really want you to hear this. I, as a divorce coach and the host of this show, don't advocate for divorce in general. Our goal is to glorify God first and foremost by helping you save your marriage. The fact of the matter is that there are times when a marriage can't be saved. I know. I've been there. And when it can't be saved, we want to walk alongside you through it. We want to help you pick up the fragments, put the pieces together, and help you stand strong and walk through divorce courageously. And I want to share something with you that may help. I'm on another show here on KKHT. I'm honored to be the wingman on Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendela, where each week Richard and I talk about the intersection of our faith and the secular world. And together with interesting guests, we shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for Courageous Christianity. It's my belief that Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow can be another resource that you can turn to as you walk through this path of significant change in your life. So please join us. You can catch the show on this station, 100.7 FM KKHT, at 12 p.m. noon Central Time, 
Saturdays, and online at kkht.com as well. Hey, grab your lunch and join us for both shows back-to-back, 12 p.m. noon for Courageous Christianity and 1 p.m. for the Divorce Coaching Hour. You can also find all shows under podcasts under the Programs tab on kkht.com. Richard and I hope you'll listen in. As always, if you want to reach me, you can find me at thedivorcecoachinghour.com or call me at 281-944-8043. We are grateful for you joining us each week and for your support. Well, friends, we're coming into the fourth segment, the last segment of this short series. Don't be too sad. You can go back and hear all the other ones on podcasts. That's the great thing about podcasts. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you have a library. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know what, Scott? Uh, this is the 112th show. Wow. Can you believe? Congratulations. Thank you. In our third year. And so grateful to God for it. And so there is just a bevy of things you can go back and listen to with regards to divorce. Um, Anything from the actual kind of so-called meat and potatoes, the process of divorce, you know, hearing from attorneys and things like that, or, uh, you know, what we're talking about here, which is moving forward through divorce. And we've talked with four different people now, and we've talked about a little bit of their story of divorce, but what did they do well? And then what could they have maybe done a little bit better? Um, And one of the things that I heard you say, uh, what you did, you kind of just put it all down. What would, what's possible, right? What, what's my, um, uh, what would I like to do with the rest of my life? What, what could I say yes to even? And one of the things you said, hey, I would like to do what you're doing. You were talking to a counselor. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be a professional counselor. And off you went. And many years of school. Well, 10 years later after I said <laughs> that. But, but the thing is, is not to give up on that. Don't to hold up. on to it. Yeah, don't give up. And so tell us a little bit about your practice today. Yeah, well, I, uh, I'm a licensed professional counselor. And I do marriage and family therapy. And um, I work a lot with uh, people who found themselves in a situation which leads to divorce, which is sex addiction, infidelity, pornography addiction. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, no, no offense, Christy, but I'm trying to keep them from getting to you or or your (laughs) colleagues. But I, I will tell you there, there are some where, you know, it needs to happen. Yeah. You know, and I think uh, I've said this often as well. When I say I'm a divorce coach, some people kind of look at me like with this little bit like scrunchy face. Like, do, oh, are you do, trying to drum up? You know, yeah, are you, you in a, a, a divorce ambulance chaser? Right, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, absolutely not. Right. Matter of fact, my job is better done if I can help you look at divorce eyes wide open and stay in your marriage. And I had a pastor on one of the in the first year. He actually says this. It's easier to stay in your marriage than get divorced. Yes, I think there is uh, a myth that uh, divorce is going to solve your problems. It's not. No, it's going to hand you a new set of problems. Uh, so your life will not become problem free. There's uh, children are involved, and then finances are it very can be complicated. So much more complicated. Yes, and I, I I tell my clients, you know, when every once in a while they'll they'll do. I, it's just going to be easier if I get a divorce, and I, you know, I say, look, this is going to be emotionally and financially devastating. To you. And the fact of the matter is there was something that brought us together at the very beginning. And and yeah, maybe like you said, there's times when you'll be like, this is going to be the better path for you. Divorce, you you don't have both parties working together here. But oftentimes if we move back in and work on ourselves with someone like yourself or even a a coach, I mean, I, I outside of divorce, I work with people if they're stuck in life, moving forward, thinking about those things. Um, But we we want to 
again, turn that mirror on ourselves and, and do this work before you go down that path. And so I've done my job well if, in fact, they don't move to divorce. Right. And one thing I really have to help uh, people understand, you know, you have to draw a circle around yourself and work on everything in that circle. Yeah. And many people come to me and immediately they want couples counseling. I'm like, no, each of you work need, on yourself first. Yeah. You need to be individual. And but when you ask somebody who has a problem to change, one of the first things they do is deflect. Right. Well, what about her? Yeah. It's like, I'm going to go through all this hard work. I'm going to go through this discomfort. I'm going to change, but she's going to be that same old cold fish, harpy, you know, whatever adjective. I've heard a lot of adjectives before. But isn't it true when we change, other people change around us? Right. And I like to say, you know, you're the one that's here right now. Right. So demonstrate, take leadership. Right. Take leadership and show what things can be like. It may or may not work, but at least you've done your due diligence. And in both my cases, I kind of bobbed in and out. And then I felt eventually I'd done everything I could. I mean, I bent over backwards. I did everything I could. And then I was at peace. But look at at peace and look at what you, you developed within that. You grew through that. So even if it didn't work out you moved forward into the next step of your life mm-hmm. and you were you were a more more whole person right and getting into those situations were poor decisions right in the first place yeah and to, we got to get real with that and we got to get real with that and so how do you make good decisions or you gain wisdom yeah and how do you gain wisdom you make a lot of mistakes yeah but Many people don't recycle those mistakes. I mean, Romans 8, I'm constantly quoting. Yeah. You know, God uses all things. He doesn't say he uses things here and there. That may be the way he operates in the moment, but all I things. look at it like, you know, I, I, I read You're in a school masterpiece. that, that uh, yeah, there's that and that like the Native Americans when before the rest of us got here on the plains, you know, if they hunted a buffalo, they used every piece of it. Yeah. They and did he's not going go to, to waste. He's, he's going to use going to waste. Right. And he is the great recycler. And I love that. And um, so back to your practice, mm-hmm. how would people find out about that practice? Okay. Uh, you can visit my web, web, excuse me, website, which is scottpeacock.com, peacock like the bird. And my phone number is 713-478-5650. And say that again for us. 713-478-5650 and scottpeacock.com. And we're both here to support you. I, I, bottom line is, is we want to help people move through the tough things of life and it is life, right? It's a human experience and, and, and not faulting you for, but, you know, move forward, get the help. And so Scott, what final thoughts might you want to share or anything else you would want to leave with the listeners? Well, you know, one of my jobs in my profession is, um, instill hope. And, um, I learned a lot of this stuff on on the way trial and error by myself before I ever sat school sat down in a graduate school classroom. You learned it in life school. Yes. So <laughs> Me too. Um, yeah, really. And so l- look at that and you can make something meaningful come out of it. Um even you don't have to go to graduate school and become a therapist. I mean, even if there's uh you know, somebody at your church who's going through something you went through years earlier, just come alongside them. Um, I mean, that's being used for good because you can't change it. And um, I just really look for those opportunities to do that. And then really understand that you have so much life left. And, um, you know, this, this, is, this is a turning point. It's not 
a termination. It's not the end. It's, right. It's the end in a way. It's also a beginning. And once you are able to process that, then open your eyes, see what's out there. And I tell my clients a lot, um, because I was willing to do that, life is amazing on this side. And that is the hope. And that's what we wanted for this uh, series. That's what we want for the show uh, is to give that hope. And, And you said instill hope in them. And I think what I heard in there, and I haven't said this in a bit, but we can look at this opportunity as it being for us or against us. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is it's it's not an easy time. A divorce, nobody's going to make any, any um, light of it at all, right? Um, but we certainly can make it worse, can't we? Oh, yes, absolutely. If, um, y- you know, somebody's injured and hurt, uh, so, so many times you know, we get angry and resentful and anger many times comes from feelings of helplessness. Yeah, right. this was, I didn't want this, this happened to me. Um, so, but when we go into that, um, posture of helplessness, right. That desperation we talked about. And I get it. I've been there. Yeah. It, it can become overwhelming on some days, but, um, as we said, keep moving forward, keep um, moving forward. You, you have to. You know, I said your frame of reference may get really close to you, not very far out. If that's the case, play small ball. Um, look for bunts and singles, using a baseball analogy. <laughs> Don't pretend you're Altuve and swing for the fences <laughs> every time. No, just you know, take a bunt. Get on first base. And from there, you know, you can build a win. You know, what comes to mind is what's the next best thing that you can do for yourself Mm-hmm. right now in this moment or your family uh look beyond yourself you know when so- something that i'm talking to myself through right now even what's the most loving thing i can do for myself right now and so that i can share that love with other people and many times we get down on ourselves it's like what did i do wrong right and um i i know in my first two marriages i played a part uh but ultimately you know a wrong was done and it, it they ended so um, but I, I, you know, it, I, I would go back and I'd say, look, um, you know, I wasn't the best husband. Uh, yeah. there were definitely take ownership. things I, I take ownership of and it. that's leadership. I'm not defensive about it. I acknowledge it. I validate it and I take responsibility. Yeah. 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 And today, look at what you're doing. You're helping people think through that, take that responsibility, look at what's possible. And, you know, that's one of my goals as a divorce coach too, is to be their thinking partner. <laughs> it's right. it's kind of an and easy I love way that to phrase, think thinking that. partner. Thinking partner, objective thinking partner. And then, and it might sound trite, but we walk the path with them. So folks, whether you're working with Scott, you're working with a divorce coach, you, you want to walk the path with someone, a pastor, an objective friend, that sort of thing. That's what we are here to do is to walk the path with you during this. You know, we went through divorce. Maybe we didn't go through the same thing that you did, right? But we've been there. We understand. And so, Scott, thanks for sharing a bit of your personal journey, what you did well, what you would do better. And thanks for being here again. Great. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Love having you on. We'll have to make sure to get on your schedule more and more. Okay. Folks, <laughs> folks, thanks for listening today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. Find us at the Divorce Coaching Hour or email me at christy at christystratton.com. Thank you for listening today. I can't wait to be here each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word.